This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, that's a cra- the crazed passion, the insatiable lust and the brutal fury of the Sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. The Sumter is in. The premiership window is wide open. Happy Rugby League, Australia. Now, obviously, Rugby League is a gift that keeps on giving, and it has enormous powers of redemption. In fact, I, I maintain it has more redemptive power, this is Rugby League, than most of the world's religions. Now, I do a lot of work with com- in the comparative religion space, and people who come from all different other faiths, let's face it, there's a lot of ways to get there and all of them are good and I'm not making a judgment about them. But when I talk to them about rugby league and its redemptive powers, they all just say, HG, I wish ours was like yours. I wish ours had that sort of ability to forgive, forget and move on and welcome back from those who have strayed into the weeds, into the weeds away from the path that we all know we should be on. It's so easy in this modern world to stray into the weeds and there I lose them uh, because I know, well, rugby league remains rugby league. But can I just say that it's not right for this program to come on air every Saturday and simply pick the low-hanging fruit. We let others do that. There's plenty of others in the business, in the space, the radio space, who like low-hanging fruit. It's not us. We go for the fruit at the top of the tree, the difficult ones to get, the plums that may be not so ripe. The ripened fruit on the lower branches is just rotting garbage as far as I'm concerned. But we have to start somewhere. And we broke the story last week concerning the St George Dragons Museum. Uh, This was a series of exhibits that's um, available for anyone interested. Uh, You don't have to be a St George supporter. You don't have to be a member of the club. You don't have to be a ticketed fan. It's available for people interested in rugby league to wander along and have a look. And it has been pulling big crowds. And there is a new exhibit in which has become the talk of the town. It's the king-size bed from upstairs at the Vaughan household, the one that Jack DeBellin hid under during the Wollongong police raids last weekend. It's a magnificent construction. It is a bed, can I just point out, that this is a bed used to vigour. Do I have to spell it out? <laughs> it's used to vigour. It has a rugby league resident. It's got a, obviously, a double mattress, and so it's pretty well sprung. And looking at the sheets, the doona, the pillow, the big red V bedspread, you can see the whole image of Jack underneath it while the cops are bashing on the door. Where are you, bit of villain? Come on out. In a lovely touch, the museum curators will let rugby league fans sleep in the bed overnight. 
as long as they wear the big red V pyjamas available at the merchandise shop on the way in. It's sure to be a very popular exhibit and we would recommend booking. You can do it online, just get in touch with the, uh, obviously, the St George Dragons uh, website. You know, I thought that was the end of it, really. Then Gyaro. What can I say? Love at first flush, Mark Two. There is some suggestion that Jai was set out of camp, camp being a five-star hotel, and he was asked a companion to come back to camp, the five-star hotel, and maybe, you know, just have a chat and uh, see if anything caught that person's fancy. Now, can I maintain that camp should be a row of tents somewhere in an inaccessible flood-prone area And then I'm sure the players, once they were put inside the barbed wire and electric fence, wouldn't be thinking about wandering off, wondering who they could snare with the lure of league to come back to the hotel. I mean, we've got to go back to basics. It's gone on too long. It's a joke. Volandis has let this run riot. Absolutely right. Move camp back to camp. Remember in the old days, the worst thing that had happened is a player would fall off a horse or get their stub their toe in the fire. I think those days are more easy to handle than the current situation. I just want to leave it there. You know, sometimes you're just lucky that you're not playing. Now, Olympic update. The big news, imagine what you'd have to do if you were a player. Imagine these wheezes you've got to come up with all the time just to keep the rest of the team interested. How are we going to have a barbecue? You're not going to have a barbecue. We're going back to Vaughan's place. No, you're not going back to Vaughan's place. Is it on? It's on. You can see it happening now. Let's move on to happier things. Olympic update. The big news, our Tokyo-bound crew will feature 472 athletes, 254 women and 218 men. Uh, and turning out uh, in the green and gold, we believe now that Kate Campbell and Patty Mills might be carrying the flag on the uh, big OC night. And uh, also that apparently some athletes will be able to march. This is news to me. I thought it was all, you know, locked down in camp leading up to your event. I mean, I'm not sure what I suppose they're athletes from competition day one and day two. Sadly, the uh, boom of common sense has come down and the games will be held in total silence as there will be no crowds allowed due due to the Japanese coronavirus surge. In late mail, high-jumping superstar Nicola McDermott broke her own Australian record in the Diamond League meet in Stockholm midweek. Her jump of 2.1 metres was the third best in the world this year. That's some leap, 2.1. Go and stand near the door and see if you can think you can get over it. Out-of-work board shapers, bakers with an interest in rugby league pie warmers and the Australian Rural and Regional Horse Trainers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. This is H.G. Nelson opening the blind side dig for another set of seven. What a week. I mean, I've said it all already, haven't I? You know, do I have to go back and spell it out? Wollongong, the bed, the museum, Jairo, the dancer, others might be available, the camp, the returned, etc. Anyway, what an incredible week. My very good friends, it's been a week of green shoots... And can I just say, now that the military's involved, hats off, JJ, now that the military's involved, uh, it's a get a jab or take a bullet policy that's coming out of Canberra. I mean, I loved seeing those blokes sitting around. The only thing I thought about when I saw the car key was guns. I mean, it's a stepping, I mean, talk about stepping up. I mean, this, is, this has got something like Endgame written all over it, bullet or jab. Uh, But bullet or jab policy will get everybody back to Bunnings pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure of that. In breaking news, the Rugby League's greatest round ever last weekend, uh, it was an incredible round. It was called Saturday Stupor by one of the papers, meaning that most of the 
matches except for two, I think, were completely lopsided fastest. Anyway, in Fallout, Captain Carbonara, Wayne Bennett, is not blaming the new interpretation of the rules or the players for the appalling state of the game. Supercoach Bennett is blaming the clubs. He doesn't want to name the dud clubs. I mean, why should he? But why not? Uh, but he says the clubs are stuffed. Elsewhere, the Kevolution uh, turned the corner with a sh- uh, with the ch- Sharks and the Sharks, uh, the latest to feel the galloping hooves of hell uh, whipped on by Kev. Tune, Bronx 26, Sooty's Lot 18. And in last week's snooze fest, the Titans, Sea Eagles and Knights won their matches by combined scores of, wait for it, 148 to 6. 148 to 6. And later we take a, a peek at the Origin Dead Rubber. Uh, and yet another weekend of lopsided fixtures. Meanwhile, Tigers coach Michael Maguire says he needs to find men, his word not mine, men, who can turn the team around after describing the current lineup as wait for it, garbage. Bin nights ahead, Michael. I think it's Wednesday in your area. He wants players who are prepared to organise a bonding session and when the cops turn up, they'll know where to hide. That's the sort of players he wants. Wednesday night, off to Newcastle, obviously. Spark v. Tew, a night of nights for all Australian boxing fans. The Stink had a little bit of everything, but mainly a thumping for Spark. Scorecard after three rounds, Zoo, 254, Spark, three. I questioned those three, by the way, with the referee afterwards, and he said, no, 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 they were there. I saw them. I saw them. I saw them, an elbow here and a knee there. Anyway, uh, Spark looked the part, but... uh, People are worried that pulling beers in a hockey club is no preparation for a bout at this level. The Cinders man was struggling from the opening bell, but won over countless of thousands of Australian fight fans who loved what he brought to the ring and the attractive pair of shorts. And in donkey circuit news, the Papalili Tomalolo bout is off until the Raiders win the comp. Stick, a.k.a. Ricky, a.k.a. the Angry Ant, a.k.a. Carlos Smearson, has put his foot down and said, Josh, it's league first, or words to that effect. And the toast of New York, Matty Lodge, who is now a warrior, I think we covered that story last week, wants to get involved on the DC circuit or the donkey circuit. People who remember the show and tell the toast put on in New York so the kid can go all the way. But let's face it, the donkey circuit, well, it's got noodles, stool, the fern, toast. I mean, they're starting to build up a very creditable group. And, of course, obviously, Papalili and Tomalolo, when they come off other duties. Elsewhere, the old gold fruit and nut had a top win over the French tricolour pullets Wednesday night in Brisbane. It was a miracle! It was a miracle! Tunes, flakes, 23, fouls, 21. And that tip we gave you out last weekend that the Cherry Ripes will be number one by New Year's Eve, well, it's still on track. Tennis, Wimbledon. And would there be a more deserving winner of Wimbledon and the person to take home in 2021, the Princess Michael of Kent, Cucumber and Quinoa, Quinoa Salad Service, the Nash Party? What a champ. And Euros will climax on Monday morning in Rome. The big question, will uh, football be going home? Remember, good times have never felt so good. You tire of things, don't you? Uh, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have uh, you with us as we prod forward through the sodderly backed up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go. And if you've had a go, get in the queue for another go. And if you've got something already, you know, Australia needs you to back in the queue. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns uh, with a bloke who went to the other side. Remember... Early in the lockdown last year, this bloke went to the other side and had a peek at where we were headed and came back with the news that, uh, well, there was a lot of, all he saw on the other side were statues of Greg Hart, medical chief, 
supremo made out of toilet paper. He's been there and reported back that nothing much has changed on the other side since his visit in 2020. There are still statues of Minister Hunt uh, everywhere, made out of toilet paper still, but these statues now have a lot of dicks drawn on them. Not sure what to make of that, neither does he. The man who took the trip using the National Cabinet Roadmap is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless side this week? Yes, thank you very much, uh, H.G. Nelson. Uh, happy Rugby League, H.G. and happy Rugby League Australia. Uh, look, to start with an up note, because it has been a bit of a down week, hasn't it? Uh, it's, a, it's been a weird week. Weird. Uh, and... and, and especially for people in Sydney enjoying lockdown once again. It's a very challenging time challenging for everyone. Time. No and one in, can go to Bunnings. No, and in challenging times, most people, most decent, hard-working Aussies, turn to rugby league. It doesn't disappoint, does no, it? No, it never disappoints. Never disappoints. Uh, now, I've seen the plans of the Watsford Oval car park. Oh, yes. I am very excited and so are the people of Lithgow and there's a lot of pressure now on the Lithgow Council to ram this one through ASAP. Mm-hmm. Give us a flavour of the plans. Okay, it's being described, HG, as a groundbreaking drive-in stadium. The ground floor appears to be uh, just amenities, mm-hmm. you know, shops, Toilet. etc., toilets. Dentists. Uh, all sorts of, look... Anyone who's interested in setting up shop there, there okay. there's plenty of, and it's going to look first class, absolutely first class. Uh, the first floor parking is at a nice 18 degree angle. So all cars point in, point downwards towards the oval uh, at 18 degrees. The second floor parking is at 29 degrees angle and the third floor parking is at 41 degrees. Yes. So... Uh, it's only three floors, and that's all you need, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll you'll be able to roughly get in there, oh, maybe fifteen thousand cars, mm-hmm. uh, five thousand on each level, all looking at looking, the right, looking in the right spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so imagine that when the try scored and the horns go off. Oh, 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 I know, I know. It'll be it's unreal. Got, unreal. Absolutely unreal. So the uh, the lift might have to be extended just another floor, but I can't see any problems with that. No. At the moment, the lift has ground floor, first floor, second floor. It's going to have to have to have ground floor, first floor, second floor, third floor. That's not that difficult, I don't think. No. But I don't want this to be the tail wagging the dog for the architect. I mean, because the lift is there. So it seems to me to be silly to pull the lift down just to put another bloody lift somewhere else because of some whim that the particular architect might have. So far, they've managed to incorporate the old original lift with the new design, which that's I'm pleased excellent. about. Yeah, no, well, who isn't? I yeah. think that's uh, cost-saving Yeah, <clears throat> and timely. Yeah, so that's uh, very, very good news. Now, uh, oh, I, I think the start date might be uh, somewhere around December. I think it's a four-year build, so uh, we'd be looking mm-hmm. at um, well, using it. Yeah. Say 26, 25, 26. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Which is fine. Yeah. I think because that's remember. Because it's creating so many jobs building it. And the number of jobs it'll create when it's going. And remember, it's got the car washing facilities, so your car is washed automatically. While you're in there. At full time. See? I know. It's incredible. It's incredible. I know. 
It's just a, incredible. And remember, of course, the city will, of Sydney yeah. will push in that direction. Of course. Probably places like Gosford will be pushing in that direction. Yeah, probably. You'll get a bit of spill off from yeah, further yeah, yeah, north, yeah, yeah, up yeah. around Armadale yep, Way coming yep. down. For all of those people who enjoy watching sport, cricket mainly, and rugby league from the car. Yeah, I know. It's, and there are, it's a very Australian thing to do. Yeah. And it's rankled me for so long that with all this talk of stadia, new stadia all around the place, not one is dedicated to cars. No. It took the people of Lithgow. Oh, no. The people of Lithgow. Hard-working. Hard-working, decent Aussies who know what Aussies want. They want the comfort of their own car. Cleaned. Sparkling at full time. With a win. Hey, does it get better than that? I don't think it does. In lockdown, we have dreams. And hope. And hope. I know. Roger, the oldest man to play Wimbledon quarterfinals, and he looked like it. It might be over for Roger, I'm afraid. I Mm. just can't see. The footwork wasn't there. The the, the, Too many unforced errors. Too many unforced errors, And he didn't look like Roger. I, 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 I struggled to... Picture him as Roger. He looked like somebody else. He spoke to me and he said it wasn't me it out there. It wasn't me out there, yes. Yeah, yeah well, I, I was tempted to say it wasn't him out there, but anyway. No, you didn't have to. Now, the he Wimbledon did. grass is a real worry issue. Roger fell over a number of times. A couple of simple volleys he couldn't put away because he slipped and looked stupid and doddery, you know. He just looked like he doddery. It was the grass, really. Are you worried this weekend could be embarrassing? Yes, it could be. FW19? Yes. Oh, the ball kid had to be bloody well... Stretch it off, fell over, damaged a leg, both legs, concussion, broken arm. Any apology from the... No apology from anyone associated with... Princess Michael Kent. No, not a word. Um, A wonderful week for Australian golf, however. Cameron Davis wins the uh, Detroit PGA tournament. And Lucas Herbert, God, Lucas Herbert, he's won the Irish Open. You know, for how long have we been going into bat for Lucas Herbert. Hell of a long time. And isn't it good that the he's Big turn, turned the corner yep. and really produced yep. in that Irish Open? Yeah. Uh, as HG has mentioned, Ash Barty is on, on target to honour Yvonne Corley. Now, she's been wearing Yvonne Corley's dress and I think The that's actual a, dress or a copy? No, of, no, a copy. A copy, yeah. Copy, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, which is a lovely touch. It is. Um, so that, that it could be, I, I would encourage all Aussies who are in lockdown to stay up tomorrow night and watch it. I don't know what time it's going to start. Or it'll be on tomorrow morning, won't it? Well, it's two o'clock. Two o'clock, two a.m. Sa- is Saturday, it? Saturday, yeah, Saturday their time. Usually they. Yeah. So it's about three o'clock their time. Whatever that time yeah, is, okay. just just go to your uh, set the alarm. Yeah, set the alarm. Get up and watch it. Uh, now a big return to form by Ricciardo, seventh. Whoa. Seventh. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, Ricciardo's back, baby. His words, not mine. Is that, did that he put the baby back in. Did yeah. he? Yeah, Norris, I think, came fourth or third. His teammate. His teammate, And yeah. don't tell me who won. But his teammate's got the, the better car, you know. They've given Ricciardo the He's got car. a motor. Yeah. Now, Nick Kyrgios succumbs to lack of match practice and, you know, reluctantly is... Maybe pulled out of the Olympics. Um, well, it's not for that reason. I think his stomach injury has recovered. His problem is that he just doesn't think it's right playing without a crowd. No, I know. Because he... he's a showman. Showman, yeah. He's a showman as much as a yeah. tennis player and a showman requires a crowd. Yeah, I know. You can't expect showman to perform 
without a crowd. No. So I, I, I respect Nick for that decision. And remember he has to ask the crowd half the yeah, shots Yeah, where am I going to serve? Yeah. yeah. Should I play a forehand at this point or just try and do it all back here? Just do it all back here. Yeah, all right. Now, uh, Australian cycling has a new star, Ben uh, O'Connor. Incredible. Um, I spoke to Cadell Evans and he thinks Ben O'Connor is the one of the, the, real, the, deal? the real deal. Yeah, and Cadell would know because he was the last real deal yeah. Aussie we had. Yeah. Who can forget that win? Uh, you know, storming into, into Paris. Incredible. It was wonderful, wasn't it? Just <clears throat> wonderful. Um, so uh, now there's talk of a world title shot for the zoo kitty. Yes. After his de- dispatching of, uh, of Steve Spark, as you mentioned. And um, it looks like but the WBA and the WBO and the IBF and the IBA are interested and are reaching out to Team Zoo, which Team is Zoo. fantastic. It's complicated. It is complicated. Mess of moving parts. He though, see, isn't it? Yes, yeah. He sees himself as someone who could possibly unify all the belts. Right. So that 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 would be his aim. Mm-hmm. And isn't it funny how we're not talking Zarafa anymore? <laughs> I mean, what a mistake that was not to turn up in Newcastle. What an idiot! You know, people, had he won. I mean, the IBF, IBA, WA, WA, they all reached out to him. Yeah. But instead, oh, no, he's the forgotten man. The forgo- he's become the Mark Hensby of Australian boxing within a week. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? On a par with Hensby. Yes, in terms of being forgotten. No, I understand. I mean, we don't think of Hensby as often as often we should do. It'll be the same with Zarafa. You know, a couple of years down the track, oh, what's happened, what's happened to Zarafa? Oh, nothing. What about them Wallabies, as you said, HG, 23-21 over France? It's incredible, isn't it? These were... No miracle there. No, 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 no. And I'm led to believe that nine of the French team had played before. Is that right? That many? that many. Right. They they roughly knew the rules. And did many Australians know the rules? Uh, I don't think so. There appeared appeared to be a lot of drop ball. (laughs) Well, lack of ball security and, and simple things like that. Simple things like that. Yeah, not respecting the ball, not respect, respecting and composure and comfort. No composure, zone. no composure. Seemingly no, and and a fair bit of panic when they were fifteen blot down at half time, scratching their heads, wondering what to do. They're playing kids that have just learnt the game, and off video. Yeah, off video. Anyway, gee, that's not good, is it? It's not real good, um, but I suppose a win is a win, and it's got to be good for Cadbury's. Well, certainly very, very good for Cadbury. It'd be interesting. I might try and get in touch with someone who might know about this, whether the sales of Cadbury's is going through the roof as a result of the win uh, over the French. Mm. And uh, just something we don't often talk about is just how good Australian chocolate is. (sighs) I mean, it's up there the best in the world. I mean, people talk about their lints and what have you, the Belgian chocolates and your your Swiss chocolate makers and your chocolatiers and your masters and all of this. But honestly, when it comes down, when when you boil it down. As you can with chocolate. As you can with chocolate. Australian chocolate. I know. It just. I know. It. And when I you, don't know what it is. It's, it's whether it's the, the gum, milk? gum flavour, the milk we use, yes, the, the what, whatever it is. we put in it. Yeah, whatever it is. And can I point out that it, it bats a long way down? Sure, people, you've got your old gold fruit and nut, yeah. you know, all that. But it bats yeah. a long way down to your Cadbury's roses, your flakes, your, oh, your, your cherry ripes and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it's yeah. all solid. It's all solid. It is, isn't it? There's it not is. a dud amongst them. No, not a dud amongst them. And it, you can say it with roses, can't you? <laughs> Almost anything. Almost anything. Gyro, uh, gyro, and a yes, of roses, uh, yeah, yes. You know, yeah, that's sudden. right. It wouldn't surprise me if a lot of the uh, St George boys turn up to training this week with some roses for the coach. For the coach. 
Sorry, coach. Oh, of course, another memorable week for the greatest game of all. Um, now, Saints fans, HG, I'm led to believe firmly, and I have this uh, first-hand knowledge of this, Saints fans are at their wit's end, worried that their memorabilia will lose its value. What? Yes. That, 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 that's dead wrong. I know. That's, that's, I know. The opposite is true. I know. I, well, that, that, that's what I tried to argue with them. Can you? You know, they, they've got those, 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 those Guernseys signed by this current team that they thought were going to go through the roof, and they might. Well, they it, might. Look, hang on to them is what I said. Yeah, Don't exactly. get rid of them now. And remember, imagine the day yeah. when it's announced by Andrew Moore yes. that Vaughan is playing. Yes. Again. Well, well my, I, I'm suggesting, and I phoned uh, Kevy um, at the Bronx last mm-hmm. night, and I said, Kevy, reach out. Reach out to Vaughan. Because mm. if He's anyone. He's got a few years. Yeah, if anyone could turn Vaughan around, you could. He said, I'll think about that. You know, and I, I uh, haven't been in touch with Vaughan yet, but I suggest he get some Rose's chocolates and send them up to Kevy. Now, re- regarding the gyro business, HG, look, I think we Australians have to accept that if we are going to have this wonderful old game in our community, mm-hmm. we have to accept the concept as we did last year of Class A citizenship. We have to. Class have A to. citizenship. Yeah. Rugby league players should be given, as they were last year, Class A citizenship. I know. Because the only way you're going to get great performance... Players have needs. Mm. Now, mm. if you're out and about, you've been in camp, you've just been, you know, rugby league, rugby league, rugby league... Yeah. Ah, mm. You think you I've, I've got to express myself in other ways, mm-hmm. in a horizontal way... Mm-hmm. And I want to express myself with someone who I can communicate with mm-hmm. on a sensual about level. Issues. About the issues. About the issues. Just that to, I have, re- the to relieve the pressure. Mm, pressure. Mm. Uh, so I put it down to pressure, mm-hmm. uh, the Jaya. Now, if we had a concept of Class A citizenship, and I haven't discussed this yet now for with uh, with either Peter Vlanders, uh, the Man of Feathers, or with uh, Premier Palaszczuk or... Uh, Premier uh, Berejiklian, but I'm suggesting that the four of us Zoom this week about trying to get through pretty quickly a concept of Class A so we can avoid this unnecessary embarrassment. Players, if they have Class A citizenship, sure, they can go out, have a few, I mean, they're sensible. They, they, they know what they're doing. They won't you can trust abuse them. it. They yeah, won't. Vaughan and Cohen didn't have anyone from outside the bubble in his in his room. He didn't in his play for the barbecue. They were. They were, they were just rugby league players that were there, just let off a little bit of steam after a big win, and they haven't had many this year. No. You know, it was a wonderful no. opportunity for a little bit of what we used to call bonding. Yeah. Do you know what worries me about what you're talking about is each week yeah. the rugby league have to go to Auntie Glad. Yes. And say, Auntie Glad, yes, yeah, sure, I know. Are we allowed to travel this yeah, year? Can we? Yeah. Cap in hand. Yes. You know. If they were class A, they wouldn't need to exactly, do that. Exactly, they can go wherever they They can go like. whatever they bloody well like. Because they're rugby league. Because they're rugby league players. Mm. Registered. Mm. Ticket. Registered. Mm. And just finally, HG, um, I'm wondering if it, now is the time it would be appropriate. Should Freddie be offered Blues coaching, the Blues coaching job for life? Wow. I think there's a pretty powerful argument, uh, a groundswell of argument and opinion building to make that offer because his contract, I think, at this stage expires at the end of next year. Uh, I think this would be a great time to show confidence in Freddie and say, Freddie, how long do you want it? Make of that what you will. 
Dodging Armageddon. Roy, the bags are packed. It's early morn. I can hear the taxi. He's blowing his horn. We're off to Japan. Dodging Armageddon. Roy and HG's Daily Olympic Show. And Shintaro, Roy. Shintaro Akikusa. The Shogun we learnt so much. All the action from the Olympic Games. We're going to have a little bit of gin, a little bit of sushi, and get involved with the karaoke. That's what I'm looking forward to. Dodging Armageddon. Starts Friday, July 23 on ABC Radio. Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And to start with a little bit of housekeeping, uh, Roy and I uh, have agreed at long last to do an Olympics program. Every day the Olympics are on starting on uh, July the 23rd. There won't be any crowds, but there'll be Roy and HG and Dodging Armageddon. Uh, you may recall that uh, Dick Pound came out uh, some time ago and said, we love everything Dick does, by the way. Uh, Dick Pound came out and said, uh, only Armageddon will stop these Olympics. And so we're dodging Armageddon every day, roughly at three o'clock across the larger footprint of the ABC and available, of course, on podcast. Roy, it's going to be great to be able to go and... Sure, the crowds won't be there. It'll lose a little bit. No, but, it will lose but, a little bit, but it'll, other things will take up the space. You know, as often happens, where there's a vacuum, something fills it. Okay, and I'll give you an idea of yeah. that, is that I spoke to John Coates. He, he admonished me for doubting. Mm. He said, look in the book. Yeah. The 100 metres is down for 10 past seven on the fourth night. That's right. You know, the TAB will field. Yeah. There'll be eight runners. The starter will say, ready, set, go, and off they go. Yeah. And somebody will win, and that the will. TAB will play out on that, and we'll all move on. We will. The 200 metres will be on the next night or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it'll look exactly as what you expect, what you've seen in the past. Exactly. Or what you haven't seen before. Just get used to it without the crowds there. Yeah, that's right. And I assume the individual broadcasters, I don't know if Seven's got it, uh, let's say they do, uh, they'll sweeten the sound. They'll, they'll put crowd noises in to give it that dimension. So uh, viewers at home are not going to miss a thing. If anything, it's going to look better organised, <laughs> isn't it? Well, okay. and, and tidier. Tidier, certainly tidier. And uh, look, it is it is one of those things where the hometown wins mm. will be a little less celebrated, yes. i.e. because no one will be there. That's right. Who can forget, say, uh, obviously, Cathy Freeman in Sydney or Mo Farrow, I think, did the five and the 10,000 yes. in London. Uh, the, the, these events, are when we're lucky enough to be in Athens when the yeah. uh, the hometown runner won the 400 metres women's hurdle, That's which right. was a night of nights. It was a night so, of nights. Yeah. You know, those events won't be there because there just won't be a crowd and no. maybe the games will be, a, can I say, a little bit more pure sport oh, and yes. less partisan rubbish. Yes, that's, that, um, that, that's true. That's true. You know, because and it, it'll discourage the, show, the showmen, the show people who need the crowd to fire them up. This curios style. Pu- yeah, curios style. It'll just be pure athleticism. Whether we'll see any records broken, though, is... Uh, uh, Hard and the, to say. And how will this affect some people thrive on as uh, curiosity? Yeah. Some people love, you know, for example, uh, high jumping in, in silence. Yes. Uh, and well, others do. want the crowd and, and try others, to, yeah. yeah. Remember no Jump and Jai, the centimetre guy, yeah, he loved winding the, the crowds up. Yeah. Well, others don't. Yeah, they shut so up. So you're more up, introverted up. types. Mm. Could be, could be the big winners. Yeah, maybe coming to their own. Yes. And then, of course, nerves, you know, like yeah. um, the nerves may be a little bit more settled. There I, will be. Uh, there are some promising performances coming into the games, yeah. uh, which look as though world records may go, or mm. certainly Olympic records may sure. go. Sure, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. we're 
Well, no, I, I think generally speaking, Aussies, genuine Aussies, will get right behind our team. It's the one of the biggest teams, well, it is the biggest team in history we've seen anywhere, isn't it? 427 athletes. I, I, I was going to say, they're not as big as the one that went to Athens, I don't think. Is but that the, right? I could be corrected about that. Okay. For some weird reason, Athens was a very popular destination. Yes. Uh, the original, well, I suppose the history. History and the, the, the linkage the, of the, old and new and all that sort of stuff. Parthenon and all of that. Now, we come back to events closer to home. Mm. There's no nerves in state of origin teams, is there? I was noticing as we are talking there about the uh, yeah. the uh, problems Jai Arrow set for, uh, obviously, Paulie Green, but mm, I yeah, just... poor old Greeny. I know. He copped yeah. a... He copped yeah. a... Yeah, a know, dud hand. Uh, yeah, yeah, bum steer. Yeah. Now, but listen to this. Angus Crichton says he won't be exchanging Christmas cards with Queensland antagonist Felice Cafusi, mm. as the origin finale in Newcastle threatens to erupt. Oh, now, I like this talk. Well, yeah. Ah. I was going to say there's one word that's in that whole sentence that's extremely <laughs> unlikely to happen. Erupt? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what happens? It's not Christmas yet, but we probably – this is obviously um, Angus talking. Uh, not Christmas yet. Probably won't be exchanging Christmas cards any time. Uh, there was a bit of fire there. I can't wait to play him again on Wednesday. I, I, I don't know how it started. Uh, it started on field at Suncorp. It carried on last Thursday when obviously the teams played each other at club level. Mm. Carried on last, uh, probably carry on into next Wednesday. Mm. There might have been a couple of incidents that fired him up. You'll have to ask him. I, I won't air any dirty laundry. Isn't that great? That's such a refreshing. It is, no it? blabbing. No. No, I eat. It's whatever happens on the field stays on the exactly. field. Exactly. That's, that's very old school. Very old school. I'm looking forward to Origin 3. Good. Uh, he's quality player. I wish him all the best. I look forward to obviously playing him now. Yeah. Why uh, would he say that? Why doesn't he keep the feud going? Exactly. It's Why would he say he's a quality player? Yeah, can't wait. You know, yeah. the bloke's an idiot. You know, yeah. he always carry on. You know, I'm not quite sure what he did to me, but it really fired me up. Yeah. Um, that's what we want. Might have been a bit of TikTok work or something like that that he just mm. went unseen. Yeah. Got a bit of bounce into a couple of tackles. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, now, Crichton said a few of the Storm's Queensland contingent were in a mood, mm-hmm. in a mood, last week after the heavy origin lot, but Kafusi was the main player out there to, with a point to prove. Yeah. Uh, now, was it South v uh, Storm? Uh, it inspires both teams watching uh, those guys go at it. They're talking about... Kafusi and obviously Crichton. Yeah. Uh, New South Wales coach said, if the players are disgruntled with others, with the other, players from different clubs, it's their prerogative. I thought uh, Crichton was great for us the other night and so he got a thumbs up from uh, obviously the uh, coach for life. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think the promotional people suggested that he go out there and say something, you know, about, you know, how he's getting on with Kafusi and yeah. the rub? Because let's face it, a dead rubber, very hard to promote. Well, that, well, that's true. I mean, they've, they've really got to learn from, say, uh, the way the donkey circuit promotes itself. <laughs> you know, you come out and you say things to yeah. incite, incite intolerance. That's yes. what you want. Yes. Isn't it? It is. You want you want ever you want you want to divide Australia up into two two lots schools of thought. Us and them. They're your Kafusis and your Crichtons, right? Now what are you? Are you a Kafusi? No. Good. Because I'm, I'm a Crichton. Yeah. And I hate Kafusis. <laughs> well, I hate what that bloke gets up to. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> eh? all right. the blow deck stuff. Yeah, that no, I'm not going to talk about. No, no, no. I'm no. going to talk about what he gets up to below decks. No. But we know it. Mm-hmm. He's that sort of bloke. That's his go. <laughs> now. That's his go. 
Can, can I put that on pause for a minute because we probably come back to that because it's got so much legs in it. <laughs> now, can I just ask whether the Arrow incident, mm. camp, you know, oh, yeah. exotic dancer, oh, yeah. uh, was, a, was promotional mm. for Origin 3? Because let's face it, it's kind of gone under the radar. The only thing that was interesting about where is it going to be played? Yes. They decided on Newcastle yes. eventually and that yep. was great and people in Newcastle are having a golden run. They had the sure. Zoo Spark last weekend. They've got the uh, Origin 3 this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, but then yeah. it went quiet. It, it did. <laughs> Look, I think the rugby league has handled it really badly, HG, both the Queensland Rugby League, New South Wales Rugby League and Australian Rugby League. I, I think what you've got to do in these circumstances, like let's see what happened. For example, we, we had a private high school this, this week that all the kids were vaccinated. Now, this outraged a lot of people and now mm. the reaction from the health minister was... It happened. Move on. Mm, Any mm. other questions? Mm. Move on. Mm. So if I was you know, QRL, I'd be picking Jai Arrow and making him captain. <laughs> right. And say, well, you know, it happened. Move on. Uh, Nothing uh, to see here. Yeah. We stopped it. Yeah, we, we stopped it. Okay, she went home. Everything's all right. Any mm. other questions? Mm. No, didn't think so. See you at the game. Now, what do you think about my suggestion that camp should be camp? Oh, I've always enjoyed enjoyed that idea. Mm. Yeah, where, mm. where you have you build your you put your own tent up. <laughs> That's right, and you, you know, find your wood. You've got, to, you've got to find your wood. You've and got to, you've got to, you idea, make your own toilet. You, you've got to disappear into the bush with a with a with a sh- shovel and a roll of toilet and paper. A roll of toilet find paper. One yeah, in lockdown, or just use some leaves. But remember, of course, you know you had that idea that you were given a knife and a half of kilo of butter yes. and had to live out there for two weeks. That's right. As a build up. That's right. Oh, I'm not opposed to that. No, no, no. It makes you resourceful. Resource. Resilient. And resilient. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, you learn new techniques because mm-hmm. hunger makes you do extraordinary things. things. Yeah, you know, imagine. You start making traps and setting traps mm. and mm-hmm. catching things and mm. eating them, skinning them, getting a fire going. And there's nothing better, there's nothing more satisfying than being out in the bush by yourself with something you've caught yourself. You, you, you take the pyjamas off it, you, you put it on the, on the fire you've made and it, nothing tastes sweeter. And a perfect build-up for Origin. Oh, perfect build-up yeah, for Origin, because the bonding yeah. is incredible. Well, that's right. You know. That's right, that's right, especially if you can find, you know, a, 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 a dancer who might want to accompany you. The country's most fearful of rugby league. Norway, China and Yemen. Rugby League Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, uh, Roy. um... Actually, Sean's been on the text. She says, I understand the young lady with Jai Arrow was a dancer. Yes. We can only presume that she was a classical, classically trained ballerina. And she was teaching him the finer arts and enhancing him culturally. What would you expect of a Class A citizen? Why should a rugby league player be punished and pilloried for cultural improvements? That's a reasonable argument, isn't it? Well, speaking of culture, mm-hmm. um, Maroon Star denies toxic team culture. Good. So we have here is um, the Jai Arrow COVID bridge saga has plunged the strife-torn Maroons down 2-0 t- down in the series yeah. into further disarray before Origin 3. Now, the Maroons 2021 campaign, one of the most dramatic in the Origin's 41-year history, yeah. 
Queensland was beset by allegations its coaching staff was drinking beyond midnight on the day of the series opener in Townsville. What, Greeny and Co? Yeah, that was the 56 to New No, yeah, 56 oh, yeah, to yeah, New yeah, yeah. Well, you'd need a drink well, after would. that. You would. You'd mean, need a stiff... Well, <laughs> some, gin and tonic yeah, at least. Well, yeah. uh, Green has emphatically denied the talk of boozing, by, uh, but Arrow's breach of the COVID uh, protocols by inviting the classically trained dancer mm. back to the team to improve, um, you know... Cultural views. Cultural Let's raid further questions about Camp Maroon culture. Ah, well, hang on. I mean, maybe it was Greeny's idea. Boys, I'd like to introduce you to a little bit of... Culture. Classical dancing. Yeah, classical. Uh, Hands up those interested. Not not many hands, just one, Jai Arrow. (laughs) And now, Jai, one of the great ballets, of course, is Swan Lake. Ah, it's beautiful. Now... (laughs) Are you interested in Swan Lake? Yeah. Have you thought about it? Maybe it'd be wise to Never go. Never thought about it, but I'm interested now. Yeah. Can I meet right. the dancer? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe if you and. Can I leave camp now and meet the dancer? Yeah, exactly. Coach Green? Coach Green, yeah. Now, statistically, Green's Maroons will become the worst team in origin history if they lose in uh, Newcastle. Christian Welsh said uh, they've let down Queensland Rugby League fans. We've had a tough series, Welsh, he said. If you go back 12 months, the talk was about the culture of the Maroons. It's pretty much the same staff and playing group. Greening has come in for Bennett, but otherwise a pretty much identical group here. Things like this, the Arrow Affair, don't augur well for how it's perceived and getting towelled up in the games doesn't help either. No, so they've got well, a firm grip on what's going on. On reality, yeah. 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 We've got a lot of work to do to, as, as a group to gain the trust of not only Queensland Rugby League and fans but the public in general. Now, this comes back to the Hogs for the Homeless. Remember when the Hogs for the Homeless got on the Hogs and mm. rode around in New South Wales a couple of years ago? They Freddie did. was at the helm, I think, and organised, um, you know, re-turfing. Re-turfing one of the, one of the Wellington Oval. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he discovered that everybody hated New South Wales. Yes, he did. He did. Now, yeah, yeah. I think that might have turned around. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you went out through, uh, you know... Wellington. Uh, well, further north into Queensland, you might find that there'd be around Longreach a few maroon yeah, fans that are probably not that excited and happy about the maroons at the moment. Yeah, or maybe not. If it seems to be. Uh, it seems to equate with with winning or losing. It does. If the team's winning, everyone's happy. Everything's tickety boo. If the team's not winning, dis- disillusionment, disenchantment from the fans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That, that's it, isn't it? I know. It's a, it's a simple thing. It's a it's very a simple thing. thing. It's a, so Green's just got to get the team to win. Space. China. Rugby League. Australia. Join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures hung bludging on the blind side. And uh, speaking of Volandis, God, he's been a missing man this week. I mean, there were so many issues that he could have got involved in, you know, describing the bed, you know, going back to original camps with the half kilo of butter and the knife and, you know, getting people out of the problem of, you know, just being stuck in high-rise hotels, Class A citizenship. I mean, there were so many, enough. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Now, 
Uh, just a quick reminder again about Dodging Armageddon, the Olympic show that uh, Roy and I will be presenting from Friday the 23rd, roughly at 3pm, across the ABC network. Where, wherever you are, you'll be able to hear it. And then, of course, it's available as a podcast. But in the meantime, if you want to get involved with this show, 0467 920 or roynhg at abc.net.au and the following have, Roy. They have, she just, just on the text, someone's suggesting if West Connects could extend all the way to Lithgow, we might be able to get the Giants out to Watsford. The Giants? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, there'd be so many fans who'd love to watch Grub Green going around from the car. Onk, onk. Now, I'm grateful to Jono of Footscray who emailed uh, making a suggestion that uh, the Watsford Oval car park uh, could be uh, uh, fast-tracked by Bridget McKenzie now that she's back in. So it's a little bit old news, but uh, but I'm grateful and that is there any on suggestion the same that she's, Is there any suggestion she's going to get back to her hands on the levers of... Oh, no, but she's in Cabinet. Uh, She'll be in cabinet. She'll be able to do whatever she likes. Oh, okay. You know, well, mention to the PM. He loves his rugby league. Hey, what about Watsford Oval? Carpark. What do you think, coal man? It's, and it's coal mining town. Coal, get it? Now, Andrew from the Gold Coast, he's suggesting the Watsford Oval car park. God, this issue's taken off. The, he's suggesting that uh, you could make it a rotating parking station so that you could drive in park, get the car washed, of course, but also rotate around the park so that you can watch the shamrocks from all angles during the game. Wow. I'm going to su- I'll suggest this to the architect because it might cost a little bit to get that the turntable, turntable mechanism. effect happening. But yeah. can I ask, have you been to a rotating restaurant? Oh, only once. Uh, it's a bit overwhelm- yeah, underwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, Square or wherever it is, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. Centre Point. Is that still rotate? I, so I believe so, yeah. yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, no, but, it's great because <laughs> one minute you're looking at there and then by and the it, time dessert comes, you're looking there. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bit underwhelming. It's, oh, it's mad. The it's truth. mad. It's, it's mental. Yeah. yeah, but I loved it. Now, from Greg in Canberra, uh, happy rugby league. The most, My most memorable rugby league moment happened at North Sydney Oval in the 1980s. Wow. The North Sydney Bears were getting trounced, as was common in those days, and the crowd was getting restless. An apple came sailing out of the crowd towards a touch judge who was at the time running full pelt along the sideline. The apple crashed into the touchy's cruets, uh, leaving him writhing on the ground. Wow. Somewhat unkindly, the crowd erupted in pure joy, making an otherwise disappointing visit to North Sydney Oval a golden rugby league moment to cherish. Wow, isn't that amazing? The next day, Rex Mossop was on his TV show saying he was disgusted with the reaction of the crowd, which only added to the pleasure of this particular memory. <laughs> Although I do hope the touchy recovered and went on to have a long, fulfilling life. Isn't that lovely? Wow, isn't that great? Gee, not many people listen to this. Would many people listen to this show and remember Rex Mossop? Oh, uh, probably not. No. Probably not. But he was great. He was the moose. He was the moose, yeah. He was That's the moose, right. yeah. He, he quite famously started calling... Players eccentrically. I think he called one player Neil Armstrong at one stage, you know, when he landed on the moon, suddenly he was playing for North Sydney. You know, these things happen, but it was, you know, and surreal. Uh, famously surreal, yeah. He didn't like uh, nude beaches, did no, he? No, he had nude beaches, but, yeah, no. He didn't like people. He didn't want, he didn't want the public shoving their genitals down that his throat. <laughs> Thank you very much, Benny Elias. <laughs> Now, Sam from the Gold Coast, Gold Coast says, I've been thinking long and hard about the most rugby league thing I've ever seen. Oh, wow. And this okay, week I yeah. found the gold medal winner, Jack 
Dr. Bellin hiding under a bed. <laughs> yeah, it's very rugby well, league. Well, that is it? very rugby league. I mm. agree with you there. Mm. Uh, a quick one here from Shane, the fiery from Bathurst. Mm-hmm. God, he puts them out. He, he does. No one does it better. No one does it better. I mean, if your house is on fire. Yep, get Shane up. Ring Bathurst. Yep. Now, he said, I'd like to know your thoughts on who's been the biggest bludgers to play first grade at rugby league. Oh, long. How long have we got? Now, I have maroon and white blood cells cursing through my veins, but I'll start by saying that the Iroh brothers for Manly in the early 90s, big Kevin and Tony, so much potential, size, strength, speed, but they were a big pair of lazy bludgers. Right. Wow, that is uh, provocative, the Iroh brothers. I always thought that uh, John what? John Muggleton at uh, Parramatta was a bludger and I always thought well, big Tony Williams, T-Rex, I thought he was a bit of a bludger. Remember, of course, <clears throat> bludging on the blind side, I mean, yeah. there's only one name, Constable Craig Young. Constable Craig Young, bum on. Yeah, Fat Albert Young. Yes. He was always bludging on the blind side, always looking for a <laughs> tent to camp in. Uh, this has come from Scott. He says, happy rugby league. After listening to your conversation two weeks ago about the donkey circuit and how the man of feathers doesn't want rugby league players stepping into the boxing ring, mm-hmm. I came across a book on my shelf, League of Legends, 100 Years of Rugby League in Australia. What a wonderful that volume. That would come out that in, um, well, what? 2008. Well done, yeah, 2008. This was published by the National Museum of Australia. Perusing this artefact confirmed for me that the man of feathers needs to brush up on his history. In 1914, there was an award for the best all-round rugby league player and the trophy was a silver belt. Wow. The winner in 1914 was Howard Hallett. Oh, Hallett. South Sydney's first champion fullback. He was nicknamed the Rock of Gibraltar (laughs) for his safe hands under pressure. Isn't that great? Great nickname. Yes. Another popular name for him was the Human Bag. Because when the ball was kicked in his direction, young Souths fans would confidently shout, In the bag! He represented his club, state and country with distinction until the First World War interrupted his international career. And this is where the belt history takes a dive. Hallett is thought to be the only player to win the silver belt trophy, which was sponsored by a whiskey company. It resembles the silver belts awarded to boxing champions. Yes. And earned him yet another nickname, Silver Belt Hallett. Silver Belt Hallett. Sil- the Rock of Gibraltar. Yeah. The Bag Man. The Bag Man. Isn't that great? I'd love to see that silver belt. Well, wh- why where it is. Why isn't that in the museum? Why is that in the bloody museum? And can I ask... Why is that on the rugby league train? Well, wh- can I ask, why doesn't South have a museum? Yeah. Because they've yeah. got that bell. they got Russell. they got Russell. Russell yeah. Could oh, that bell. I know. Ding, have ding, you ding, ever ding, seen ding. that bell? Yeah, very It's unreal, that bell. <laughs> we saw that bell. We did. When we went to Redfin that yeah, day. Yeah, we did. We did. With Andrew we did. Denton, I think. We did. Oh, yeah, amongst yeah. others. Georgie Piggins and Co. Yeah. Now, Dan's been in touch. He's Oh, before I get to Dan, this is Giovanni. Giovanni and Stanmore. He says, I've noticed with some concern repeated mention of Queensland having their pants pulled down in State of Origin 2021. In game number one, it was widely reported that Daddy Cherry Evans said, we got our pants pulled down and they smashed us, but we're so lucky there's two more games to go, mate. Yeah, no good. I remember that. Later, Jai Arrow, God, isn't he in the news, is reported to have said, I have no doubt at all we can turn it around. You don't want to be living in the past, but last year in game two they pulled our pants down again and game three was a totally different story. He says, I was not aware previously that pulling our pants down was such a widely used turn of phrase in rugby league. 
I'd understood in my youth that if you lost a game of pool in a local pub without sinking a ball, that you were obliged to drop your pants and run a lap of the table. With the second game or Orange now played and the Maroons having lost again, this time with zero points scored, is it time Peter Volanders introduced a lap of the field, sans pants, at the conclusion of a game? Wow, it would be very cool. rugby league. It would. And what an inter- interesting development in this year where there's been so many yeah. zip scores. Uh, yes. And so the whole team, pants down, round yeah. they go. Round they go. That would add a, And what an the incentive. Kids would stay up late to see this. What an incentive. Are pulling the pants down yet, Mum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can we come and watch the pants come down? That's funny. <laughs> right, hey, Maroons. Pants down. <laughs> <laughs> and then people would be able to, oh, no, I think it's going to be an old-fashioned pants down. Yes, you exactly. You know, that should be a term to indicate yeah. that no score would be, you exactly. know, put on the board by the other team. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, your footy shows, they'd lead with that question. They would. Well, Dale, well, DCE, how was, what was it like getting your pants pulled down again tonight? Oh, no, we, we hated that, you know. But, uh, you know, it had to be done. Uh, tradition, you know what it is. Now, Dan says, uh, happy rugby league. The recent discussion of Bellamy coaching players to control the bounce off the arm that occurs when tackling at the ball mm-hmm. has been on my mind. Control of this bounce would require consideration of properties inherent to the ball, such as its elasticity, curvature, and more importantly, the frictional resistance pertaining to its surface. One would imagine controlling bounce would be more difficult in the wet, as with the ball being slippery, there would be less friction to mobilise to the defender's, uh, to the mm-hmm. defender's advantage. Mm-hmm. Now Andrew Johns often states Melbourne are wet weather specialists. So imagine my shock when on Channel 9 this week he challenged Steeden to manufacture a ball with a greater number of dimples which can be more readily handled in slippery conditions. The The idea being the NRL will have a dry weather ball and a wet weather ball to encourage a more open game. The simple calculation, however, is more dimples equals more friction equals greater control of bounce. Bellamy must be licking his lips at the possibility of coaching bounce both on the dry track and in the wet. The thought is frightening. I know it is. It is. In fact, they. Uh, I think their John's thesis is that they would have a range of balls oh, really? depending on depending how on wet the conditions. It was. Conditions. And, and if I, you start off in the dry and the water, I'd have to change. You'd have to change balls. Yeah. Now, oh. now. The bounce that we're talking about is, mm. I mean, admirable though it is and a great thesis, yeah. the bounce is controlling the bounce mm. when the arm yeah. is coming towards the shoulder yes. of a player yes. in a, obviously a defensive yeah. motion yeah. but then bounces up and hits the pl- off the shoulder or yeah. off the raised arm of the yeah. person carrying the ball and hits the uh, player in the head. head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he fully understands oh, that. Oh, does he? As Sorry. does Bellamy. Yeah. All right, yeah. No one understands uh, it better than Bellamy. Well, you know, as you pointed out, yes. Bellamy, when he's called before the tribunal, what's all this <clears> bounce going on? He yes. says, what's something the players do? I can't control it. I'm not that good. The players, though, they're excellent at it. Yeah. You know, I encourage them. Sure, yeah. we have bounce training. <laughs> sure. They all do. They, they all, all do. do it. Bennett does it. Pity Paul Green couldn't. 
Dodging Armageddon. Roy, the bags are packed. It's early morn. I can hear the taxi. He's blowing his horn. We're off to Japan. Dodging Armageddon. Roy and HG's Daily Olympic Show. And Shintaro, Roy. Shintaro Akikusa. The Shogun we learned so much. All the action from the Olympic Games. We're going to have a little bit of gin, a little bit of sushi, and get involved with the karaoke. That's what I'm looking forward to. Dodging Armageddon. Starts Friday, July 23 on ABC Radio. Uh, now... Actually, I think green stripe whiskey might still be available. I wonder if they'd be interested in bringing back the silver belt. Well, they were the original sponsors of the silver belt. They were. And uh, I'm not sure exactly. Remember, we bumped into trouble when we got in talking about, not from anybody in officialdom, but Mm. Carayo rum because people thought they weren't making that anymore. Yes, they they certainly make whiskey. I didn't know they they were making rum. Yeah, so, well, I'm not sure that they are, no. but uh, I assume they were, right. being such a great product. Oh, great Hard product. to imagine it going Are you imagining they could come up with a silver belt for Player of the Ooh, Year? I think that would be fantastic, and especially in these difficult times yep. where the Dallium's, let's face it, are a bit jaded. They are. And imagine a belt being for the player, best player of the year. Yes. Are you, have you got a voting system in mind, mm. as in 3-2-1 sort of oh, thing? Oh, it'd have to be a 3-2-1, wouldn't it? Or would you put a point Home a and away and... Unless you, you narrow it down to the final series when you get to the final eight, that's when the ah, belt kicks the in. the belt kicks in. Now, and green stripe, what would be a distinguishing, you know, sort of charcoal-flavoured? Uh, oh, I've no uh, idea. It's yeah. a blend, I assume, a malt okay. blend. Getting some of those Tarzan grip notes that I like, <laughs> you know. Probably, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's all there to be unpacked. I, I know nothing it? about the green stripe. See, the I've, only... I'm hearing about this for the first time today. And you know what's weird is when you say that, the – uh, alcohol yeah. sponsorship. Remember, famous Grouse used to sponsor Parramatta. They did, and they had that was a blended whiskey. That was a malt, right? Okay, yes. Okay. What happened to that sponsorship? Well, I just wonder if there's a lot. What about Penfolds Vine wines with St George? I don't think they're with uh, them anymore, yeah, no, are they? But <laughs> they will be now that the beds are <laughs> yes. uh, back in action. Now, but what I was trying to get to was Sealy Posturepedic. They'll come in behind Saints now. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly will. And Dunlop Pillow. Uh, now, look, what I was trying to get to is I wonder what the history of alcoholic sponsorship yeah. of these things in the rugby league is from the belt that Hallett won yeah. to the current, you know, yeah. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, well, there's been a lot of know, beer sponsorship over the years, hasn't there? I know. Not, not so interesting. No. Now, you've got something else to go on with? Or no, you, no, no, no. Okay, we come to the diet of the week. Everybody who listens to the show regularly know we always come up with a diet of the week around this time. That's right. And it's uh, certainly Tapao at Manly, Marty Tapao, mm. who's quite a uh, – well, he's a very durable player. Oh, I've got to be is. honest here. Yeah. He just eats steak, yep. salt and water. That's it. That's the only thing he eats, steak, yep. salt and water. It's baffling, isn't it? It is. So he's a strict diet of steak, salt and water. Seems yeah. uh, like a big build-up for a heavyweight boxer attempting to lose kilos for a middleweight. But that's what Marty Tapao says. The regime has helped him discover his finest form. Yep. power credits the carnivore diet. I didn't know that it was called the carnivore diet, but there it is. Right. Um, where you only eat animal foods and products while restricting fruits, vegetables, bee, breads, beads, breads and dairy right. for getting him in the best sh- mental and physical shape of his 12-year NRL career. Wow. 12 years. Now, that would take you back to about 2000, well, 2008. Yeah. 
But how long has he been on the carnival oh, I'm not diet, sure. actually? He's the first to admit that steak for breakfast would be off-putting for some, but he makes oh, no, no apologies. Oh, a steak can be a wonderful breakfast for, for rugby league if you've got a game coming up that day. But he makes no apologies in steak the... Steak and kidney pies. Oh, for morning Kidneys, tea. just raw, and tongue. Tongue, oh, tongue. Tongue oh, on you know, toast. Tongue on toast, especially if it's been pressed. Yes. You know, what, I forget what they call that, where you put the tongue in the presses, get yep. that, all that jelly and oh, stuff yeah. like that around it. That's yeah. very spreadable. Oh, tongue, no, you won't get me knocking tongue. Now, but he makes no apologies for the quest to squeeze every little bit of success out of his 31-year-old body. Right. I have a sirloin steak for breakfast and sausages. Whoa, with sausages. I know, hard to imagine, isn't right. it? Right, and we imagine there's a fair bit of salt on the steak. Oh, tons of salt. Tons of salt. Cooked in salt. Yeah, you know good. that process, that form of cooking oh, when you're Oh, you actually salt? smother it in salt. Yeah. Okay. Now, the first month or so, the boys would look at me and think, what's he doing? Mm. Tapal <clears throat> says, but once I gave them some information, they were really on board. Ah. Information. <laughs> Where is this information? Exactly. Pete once... Evans' website? <laughs> <laughs> Next door. Uh, once they started to see the results, I'm the healthiest I've ever been and, and I have a lot more clarity in the way that I think and express myself. Right. You can see so that in the writing. So it's giving clarity as well. Yeah, you can see that in the, in the way this story's coming out. Uh, I'm seeing a specialist and my doctor as well. Good. And Dr. Paul. The doctor must be baffled. <laughs> <laughs> You've been eating what? What about greens? <laughs> nah, hate them. Who's Slow really, me down. He's, the doctor has really helped me change my lifestyle. Oh, it's the doctor's put him onto this. Uh, it's just meat, water and salt. It isn't for everyone. And, no. And I didn't jump to it at first. YouTube it and Google it and have a look. Yeah. I did my research, I did my blood test and it's been a big, biggest game changer. Right. Some of the boys still give me funny looks but it works for me and I'll do anything to help our team get to the next level. Well, why hasn't Des put the rest of the team on this diet? Well... I'm not sure. I think Des is, to be honest, a bit standoffish about the whole thing. <laughs> he, um, he's got another year left on his monster contract worth 800000 but Manly yeah. wouldn't stand his way if he wanted to switch. To power could have fallen in a heap, but his steak and, wa- steak and water and salt diet helped yeah. him focus his form. I felt like I've dealt with the contract talk really well. I've heard that for the last three years, heard the contract talk for the last three yeah. years, but whatever sells papers, whatever gets conversations going, uh, but for me, I've never lost focus on what I need to do. Right. It's razor sharp focus, according to Ma- Matthew Logue, who wrote this story, yes. has resulted in producing a higher level. He's averaging an impressive 737.8 post-contact metres. I love post-contact metres. I love metres. post-contact metres. That's the only stat that matters. Yes. While he's enjoyed taking on a mentoring role. Oh, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> mentoring Mentoring, with, yeah. Well, Desi really mentor. Tell him what you eat, <laughs> Marty. I eat steak and salt and water. Can we get some? Yep. What are you having for breakfast? T-bone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the senior Sea Eagles pack featuring uh, stars like Taniella Paseca and yeah. Toa Foa, Foa Sipley. Yep. Des calls us, that's the forwards, the lunchbox men. Oh. That's a great insight. The lunchbox men. The lunchbox men. We, it means they're workers. Is yeah, that what he's we, we don't whinge and we just come to work and we get our job done and then we all let all the pretty boys score the tries. I'm really proud with how far we've the forward pack has come and I'm really impressed with how much we're keen to take, you know, the workload yeah. on board. What a great story. It is a rugby league story. It is it? a rugby league story, isn't it? That is wonderful. And uh, for young kids out there who want to get focused, what with ex- exams coming up, what Better than get mum and dad aside and say, listen, I just want meat, salt and water. 
Excellent. And imagine the meat yes. industry yes. picking this up. Yes. You know, we used to have he, Sam Kivikovich. We did, that's right, the lamb guy. He was yeah, the, the lamb, lamb guy. guy. Well, this is the lunchbox Marty man. Marty could be the steak guy. Exactly. He doesn't mention lamb, does he? He doesn't no, mention he Devon. Lamb. Devon, any sort of processed meat, no. No. Just raw. It's got to be raw. Steak cooked. And I'd love to know how he does his steak. Does he turn it over after yeah. three minutes and then leave it three minutes each side or turn it back? Yeah. I mean, the temptation is to turn it back. It's a, cooking steak, it, you've got to, you're out on the edge. Yeah, you are. You're but pushing that, the extremes. Yeah. I, I, I only flip once. You yeah, know, so I I'm four once minutes one side, four minutes the other. Yeah. And, and then, then add your salt. Then add your salt and add some more salt and then a bit more salt before you sit down and then you get a big... You know, a glass of water to have with that. And that's all you need. <laughs> did man create rugby league or did rugby league create man? Food for thought here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Just going back to the topic you raised before the news concerning Freddie <clears throat> and uh, Freddie becoming a uh, coach, coach for, for life. life. Yeah. Uh, from failing to win the unlosable series to the cusp of state of origin clean sweep, the New South Wales coach Brad Fittler is circling and overtaking the greats. Now, uh-huh. it, it, GGA is a funny old thing, isn't it? Because this time last year, people were bagging, well, Freddie. They were. Mm. Anyway, Freddie's poised to move into equal second place on New South Wales' all-time victorious coaching record with a win on Wednesday night in Nukes. Uh, victory in Game 3 would leave him behind only Ron Willey. Really? Ron with the great Ron Willey? Yeah, who holds the best in, uh, win percentage coach of yeah. any in New South Wales origin history with an imp- impressive 71% right. of matches. Wow. Freddie, according to Tarek Sims... Now, Tarek Sims, I connect with uh, St. George St. Dragons. St. George, yeah. But he obviously was in camp. Yeah. Uh, and not in, under the bed. Apparently so, yeah. 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 Freddie was I don't think Hunt was there either. No, that's correct. He yeah. plays for the other side, yeah. the problems of the Joy Arrow side. Yeah. Freddie's very focused and driven on what he wants to achieve. That makes our job a little bit easier because we know what he expects and what he wants and what he needs. Mm. We just need to go out and execute. So simple. Well, that's it, see. Simple game. Yeah. Now, yeah. See, Freddie simplifies it. You know, he doesn't talk defensive systems or no. anything like that because they know the tackle. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's best to let the players work it out amongst themselves. Yeah. That's what Freddie does. You blokes yes. get together, sort out what you're going to do. And then do uh, it. And uh, I'll see you back here. Uh, 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, 10 minutes before kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> the Blues... Hooker, Apasai Korosai, said mm. Freddie is a different coach. It's hard to explain yeah. what he does so well. He has the technical stuff down packed, but he's also cultural. Yeah, he'd this be slightly idea. mystical too, I reckon. I reckon he is. He, he, slightly cultural, which he does really well. Yeah. By doing that, it works into our footy. He's a pretty special coach. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the list. You have, um, obviously, Ron Willey yeah. and Terry Fernley at the moment with 66, but then Brady Fittler's third. Right. Goody's uh, fourth. Right. Uh, Goody coached a lot of matches, though. Yeah. I mean, it is weird because this is a bit hard. Well, it's comparing apples and apples. As as, as, as Benny Elias said, it's like comparing apples and apples. You just can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now, speaking of that, apples and apples, 
we come to an update on the donkey circuit. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> the, um, what would I call it, the edict that uh, Stick's come down with, Stick uh, is so filthy with the performance and his performance of the side is so erratic. Mm. The Raiders star this season has banned any dalliance with outside sporting pursuits, ending the hope of Papalili returning to the ring. Of course, we will never forget that uh, Papalili made a strong in the NRL All-Stars boxing event in Townsville in February, winning a points decision in a three-six-minute that can't be right. Three-round, six-minute contest, obviously right. two minutes around, with a gutsy uh, former Broncos Cowboys prop Ben Hannon. Oh, yeah. All-star promoters have been in talks with Papalili to put on the gloves and back up for a possible blockbuster against Jason Tamalolo in October. Great. But while the Maroons prop is keen, the club coach... Da, 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 oh, da, so, so, so. I hate that. I know. Isn't that a denial of the right of trade, HG? Surely, you know, Papalii, he's got a right to earn a living, hasn't he? He has. And the donkey circuit can be very lucrative. It can. It can. Now, somebody who's going to join the... Oh, well, that's the next story. Yeah. Sorry. I'll give you an idea of how lucrative the DC is. Right. Uh, well, Gal got a million, didn't he, for his last fight? He did, yeah, correct. Punching the feet of... Uh, yeah, Justin Hooley. Justin Hooley, yeah. Yeah, because he came in with the, remember, the Play-Doh hands. <laughs> Manly prop Martin to Powell, who we were just talking about, salt, yeah. water and steak. Yes. Him. Has he put the gloves on? Well, he's been shopped to the Broncos following the release of Matthew Lodge to the Warriors. All oh, right, yeah. That's yeah, just the no. backstory here. Well, he and Vaughn had worked well uh, with Kevy. Yeah, that's good. The bookends Vaughn yeah. and to Powell. yeah. Is there any talk of Vaughan going on the donkey circuit? A lot of people would like to see that. <laughs> a lot of Saints fans. <laughs> now, the Broncos have been offered uh, a number of engine room options since Lodge, you know, obviously moved on. Yeah. They've got Aaron Woods, Ryan James, Paul Vaughan, obviously. I reckon Paul Vaughan's the one, but that's just me. Now, there's another candidate, Tapao, nicknamed Kapow, uh, because of his monster biceps and hard hitting, the 31-year-old who only eats steak, salt and water. <laughs> has been given permission to leave Manly due to his excessive meat bills. <laughs> He's around 800000 a year. Right. Uh, now, after his service offer to the Broncos, several uh, – in recent times or in recent months, but Brisbane will struggle to afford him due to the salary cap issues. Blodge is keen to jump into the boxing ring six years after what's been described here as his New York rampage. Oh, yeah. Six years. Now, that yeah. was that was something where he threw down a gauntlet. He though, did. He did. That'll be hard to, hard to match that. In a ring. Yeah. No, in terms of promotion. Oh, no, in terms of promotion. No, Promoting no, no, the no, game no. in America. The, you, you, the toast of New York. Yeah. You, you, he's made it. You he's make it in the Big Apple. You make yeah. it everywhere. That's right. The former Bronx prop who joined the Warriors last week has been in talks with promoters to take part in the second instalment of the NRL All-Stars boxing event alluded to earlier. The sticking point could be the money. It's understood Lodge wants a hundred grand to take part in the event. Right. Well, now, that seems reasonable. Does, doesn't it, given that Gal got a million. Given that Gal got a million for, you know, and he's got punching all, the feet. And he's got... <laughs> He's got all New York behind him. Yes. I mean, if you were thinking about the... What I mean, it? there'd be a lot of New York fans who'd like to... And let's face it... ...see Lodgy on the donk cirque. And and let's face it, COVID could be over by then. We yeah. might be able to move freely. New York people coming here. And Green Stripe Risky. I'm pretty sure they would want to they'd get involved. They'd put up a silver bell. <laughs> Wouldn't they? They would. Um, they would. Should, just on, on the text here, HG, Andrew from Bellingen points out... That Marty, re Marty Tapau, he says, he, remembers, he says, remember Des had Manly drinking calves' blood a few years ago. 
when he was previously coach at Manly. Had to go. Well, I don't know did, how did it Chappell went. Did Chappelle get involved? I don't know if Chappelle was there then. No, somebody will know. I don't know, but Carl's blood could work, I suppose. Well, that's an excellent yeah. observation. I do remember this, uh, but I, I wish I was more confident that it was, you know, premiership winning. When yeah. did they last win the premiership? About oh, God, we'd have to 2008, maybe earlier than maybe. that. Maybe. Now, speaking well, of I this, don't know if it was in the Carl's blood era. Now, but he hasn't kicked on with it, so it can't have been that great. But this might renew his interest. <laughs> Isn't it? When he looks at to Powers. Improvement. Improvement, yeah. And then goes and asks him, you know, lunchbox, yeah. don't open it. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what, are you, what, are you, what are you putting down in your improvement to? Yeah. Are you thinking more clearly? <laughs> no. Are you expressing yourself better? Uh, yeah, you're certainly playing better. I can see that uh, in the, what is it, post-contact yardage. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> meterage. Now, finally on league for the minute. Yes. Uh, three horrific, uh, <clears throat> a horrific three months. Sorry, I haven't said that right. Uh, it should be. And a horrific three months seems to have finally curbed with Canberra winning their third win in their last 12 games. God almighty, that is some record, isn't it? Three wins in 12 games. The rumour mill has, however, been going into overdrive about potential splits with the Green Machine squad, but uh, Stick denied it all. Yeah. Well, he Quote. Was. You hear a lot of comment about our situation at the moment, <clears throat> that we're a fractured group and we've got issues in the camp. Dot, dot, dot. We haven't. That's stick. Very blunt. Mm. But we're all competitive individuals. We're a club that strives to be a competitive football team that strives to play finals. Open bracks. We hope it when we're playing finals, it's us out there and not somebody else. Yep. When you're in a very volatile competitive industry, there's always going to be a headbutts. Headbutts, yes. I've never coached a football team and been a coach as a player at a football team where there haven't been a few headbutts throughout the year. But we're all men. <laughs> yeah. And we get on with it. Yep. It's a lot different inside a club than what the common outside is. We don't we don't win that game tonight if we're broken inside our club because I promise you we're not, meaning the one they won the other night by... Oh, yeah, against Manly, Manly without Turbo and DCE. DCE. So yeah. you don't win a game like that yeah. if you're a broken club because well, I promise you Well, yes, you, you do not. because they were undermanned. Well, the other side was The busted. other side was undermanned, yeah. yeah. Well, they can't. And the other side don't know anything about meat. No. No, I wonder if Ricky's thought of meat. Well, he's thought of car- well, he wouldn't know about the calf's blood and rejected it. Yeah, but he should go on to the meat because that looks very, very promising. It does look promising, doesn't it? And salt. Oh yeah, and water. Well, I'd go easy on the water. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I wouldn't need overstate that. that. Yeah, you don't want to go soft. Now, <laughs> <laughs> the new twenty-dollar note could have a rugby league theme. But footy heads, we need your support to make this dream a reality. Imagine Super Real Gutho as the face on the new 20. Get involved at Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, <clears throat> punishments at origin level. Now, it was suggested a while ago that if you penalised a player at origin level, this impacted on the club which he comes from, mm. and it's a bit unfair because he's not playing for the club when the incident yeah. happened, but he's playing at the uh, step Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <clears throat> I think Arrow mm. is likely to get some sort of sanction apart from a fine. Yes. If that's the right, if that's the right use of language I there. think so, yeah. So is he, he could be banned from playing Origin next year. It's a long time to wait to serve out your Well, time. I think that's what they're suggesting, HG. They're, they're not going to punish the club that much, mm. um, but they're going to, you know, Denying the possibility of playing state of origin next year—that's that's as I but understand. He's already been rubbed out of the Wednesday night's dead run. Yes, he has. Yeah, 
Uh, Newcastle must win to avoid a 3-0 series loss. I'll be surprised if they can do that. The NRL came down on hard on Arrow. Mm. Less than a week after 13 Dragons players were fined a total of, wait for it, $305,000. Yes. For following brazen breach of NSW government and NRL protocols. Now, Jairo says, though, he admitted he was aware of the biosecurity rules and apologised for the action. I know I have let a lot of people down, mm. including my teammates, coaching staff and fans right across the rugby league community. For yeah. this, I am truly sorry. Oh. I have fully cooperated with the NRL Integrity Unit and I understand the scrutiny and criticism coming my way. Now, I Good. No, I well, that's, that's good. He's almost back, isn't he? Yeah, he's almost back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, the that's, match. that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Should just say, yeah, look, he made a mistake. There's nothing yeah. to look at here. <laughs> move on. Now move on. Yeah. It's, uh, that's Brad yeah, Hazard. That's Brad Hazard. He injected the whole school yeah. with Pfizer. No one knew about it. No one knew about it. The parents especially. Yes. But, oh, no, there's nothing to see nothing here. Nothing to see here. Could he play? Do you think it'll be, do you think the contrite nature of that apology, which I loved every word, yeah. so heartfelt, so beautiful, I didn't feel as though there was a PR flake involved in there? No, no, it came it. from the heart, it? came from the heart. It came from the heart. That was yeah. pure joy. <laughs> that was pure joy arrow, wasn't it? It was. It he was. just wished he'd never done it. Exactly. You know, you asked me if I wish I'd never done it. I wish I'd never done it. Mm. But mm. I did it. I'm sorry. I let everyone down. I wish I'd never done it. That's right. And what's great about it is he was on, on the front That's foot. all right, Joe. That's all right. You're all right, mate. You won't do it again, will you? No, I'll never do it again. Never, never do nothing like that. I'll never let my mate stand on the middle of the jumping hands. I'll never let my mate stand on the Would you like to play Wednesday night? Yeah, I'd love to play Wednesday night, but I can't because we were there last night. Well, uh, well, I mean, I know it's difficult, isn't it? It and is. I know the Saints people have made a similar sort of uh, uh, public announcement that, that they. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, they're only human. Yeah, he yeah. fell in love. I know, I know, I know. It's, in camp, it can happen. I know. Love, HG, love. I know. It can <laughs> come out of nowhere. I know. When you're least expecting it. <clears throat> I know. You know, there's a knock on the door. Who is it? It's love. I know. Come on in. Uh, yeah. Would you like to meet the rest of the team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, boy, she's a dancer. <laughs> We're going to do. She loves dancing. We're going to do an interpretive Anyone dance. Anyone want to dance? What? We're going to do an interpretive dance <laughs> and you're all involved. How to build a healthy community. <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> build a clubhouse. <laughs> Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, you know, let's face it, some people might be down in the dumps about the state of rugby league in, say, New South Wales and Australia generally. Mm. You know, don't have to look very far to find it going a little bit worse. Oh, yeah. We come to Huddersfield forward Kenny Edwards. He's been banned for 10 matches for... Uh, oh, Kenny, he's a terrific bloke, Kenny. Yeah, terrific and very mm. lively. Very lively. Uh, very inventive in what he does. Yes. He was looking at some old footage of John Hopewati go round and realised that there was a role at Hudders- Huddersfield for an amateur proctologist. And, oh, dear. Uh, so How'd they take it, HG? They would have been shocked. Shocked. <laughs> shocked. Shocked. He was his uh, New Zealand player, mm. so he obviously would have been growing up with the idea mm. of Hopper as a role model. Yes. And certainly in the in the untrained medical area, which is yep. a boom area now. It is. Everyone's uh, doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, he was put on a report by referee Ben Thaller during the Giants' 50-12 to 12 home defeat by the Catlin Dragons. So he had to do something. Yeah. Desperate times. <laughs> Desperate, Desperate times. measures. Yeah. Now, follow... Uh, uh, 
It was a complaint brought by Dragons prop Sam Casiano. Oh, yeah, we know yeah, Sam. Sam. Used to play for Canberra Raiders? I think so. Terrific player. Now, Edwards was charged by a Rugby League's Football League's match review panel with a grade F offence. I like that, grade F. Grade F. I mean, I'd love you to really know. get there, don't you? <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> the most serious available to it for a con- other contrary behaviour. Other contrary Usually behavior. that's murder, grade F. Can, can, can I point out other contrary behaviour? They don't have proc- amateur proctologists work as a crime in Rugby League there. I mean, where have yeah. they been living? Yeah. Where, what, what, what planet are they on? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and referred to the Independent Tribunal, handed out the uh, punishment. Mm. <laughs> now, Edward's a former Catalans player. Now, wasn't the Catalans the play, the place where Izzy Falau oh, ended so. up washed up? I think so, yeah. In some of his yep. wanderings? Yep, yep. They probably would have talked about this business. They would have. Now, he copped a 500-pound fine. Mm. Uh, 500 pounds is about uh, $250,000 in Australian <laughs> money. <laughs> The Catlins back rower Joel Tompkins was suspended for eight games for a similar offence last year. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. See. Oh, no. What is it about the Catalans that it's all date work, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. And anyway, Man. similar offence. Uh, while wingers Tommy Mackerson at St Helens mm. and Warrington's Tom Lynham yeah. were suspended for five and eight matches respectively for doing a bit, t- bit of, uh, <clears throat> you know, going the grope. Oh, no. Mm, going the grope. There's an outbreak of gropism there. Gropism. Mm. Cassiano, the the boss, meanwhile, yeah. was ch- uh, successfully challenged a one-game penalty notice after being charged with a grade B offence of a dangerous contact. He couldn't control the bounce and it hit the bloke in the head yeah. during a game against Huddersfield. Cassiano oh. pleaded guilty to the offence, but the tribunal agreed to, char- to the charge to be downgraded uh, and he avoided a ban, freeing him to play, obviously, Leeds on the uh, weekend. Right. Now, That's good news. Yeah. So Kenny Edwards, eh? It is amazing how it these things... It is amazing. You yeah, know, you'd think they'd understand it's a bit harder to get away with it these days because of cameras. I know. And it must take a and fair bit... And players raise the issue with the ref. They don't take it anymore. Yeah. And... You what, know, players complain. He, what are you he, doing, he, Kenny? He's what are you doing, that Kenny? out of my bum! <laughs> What's going on here? Tweet, tweet. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What was that? Well, he did. What? What did he do? Yeah. Yeah. So... And why did you do that? Do oh, you, I don't know. It was there. <laughs> I saw it and stuck it in. I saw it and that was that. Yeah. Yeah, what's the big deal? I'm nothing to see here. <laughs> Move, Move on. on. <laughs> Anyone want a jab? <laughs> now, this is a very sad story here. West Tigers mm. winger David Nafaluma oh, yeah. was stood down from the club's senior leadership group. Oh, I didn't know he was in the leadership group. No, hang on. Right. The, the Tigers have a group <laughs> the leadership group. <laughs> right. After turning up at training, hung over oh, yeah. the morning after the wedding of uh, the chairman's daughter. Oh, okay. Now, the um, he actually was unable to finish the session the following morning. The news comes as multiple, from multiple sources at the club, mm. told the Herald, that's the Nine newspaper, there yeah. was growing disconsent amongst the players about Maguire which is exacerbated by the coach's post-match comments following a loss to South Sydney. Now, that loss to South Sydney, it wasn't as though they – it was a huge – it wasn't sort of state of origin style no, blowout. No, They just were They just weren't, they weren't as good. No, they weren't as good. That's right. Yeah. And South, let's face it, yeah. a pretty hard team to beat at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, and their defence, the new defence system that uh, Magic cooked up was hopeless. No, no, that's right. It was they, hopeless. They, it took a while to bed down. Yeah. Now, so what happens here is, is that <clears> – <throat> Madge then calls, he, he wants to find men who will be able to 
you know, stop the South's onslaught. And he doesn't. He described his players as garbage. Now that that's garbage. really hard to live with if you're a player because you went out there and you tried. Yeah. You tried to understand this moving parts defence yeah, that he's yeah, got yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's making no sense, and they're picking you apart. And it's the coach's idea. No wonder you have a few at the wedding. Exactly. Is that what you're getting at? Exactly. And then sometimes... I mean, if Madge is calling, oh, I'm garbage, well, I'll act like garbage. Yeah. Give us a drink. Yeah, you got any of that bloody, uh, yeah. what is it called, green stripe? Green stripe, yeah. Got a green stripe. Got a green stripe. Give us a bottle of green stripe. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the bo- chairman's bill, will you? <laughs> now, he's going to find men who are accountable mm-hmm. following the defeat. The comic's gone down badly with the players. Yeah. Now, speaking of the same game, the uh, Wayne Bennett blamed toxic cultures for the number of lopsided scorelines this season. Toxic ob- cultures? Yeah, an observation that has been subject to text messages between some Tigers players after the 38-22 to 22 defeat. Mm. Now, Bennett went on to say that, you know, it, as I might have mentioned in opening remarks some time ago, it wasn't yep. so much players or the rule changes, it was dud clubs. Now, are there any dud clubs in rugby league? Look I don't think so. With. Look what they put up with. Yeah. Those guys who handle that that uh, St George problem, the bed, the bell, and all yeah, that yeah, cupboards yeah, yeah. full of people leaving the walls behind. <laughs> cars yeah. had the front. They handled that to a blog. They did. You they know, they, did. They, they. It was pretty much nothing to look here, nothing to see here. Move yeah, on. Move on. Any other question? <laughs> no, don't think so. Exactly. <laughs> Which and is the only way to cope with it. See, and so. I mean, what else are you going to do? Come on, everyone, we're going to pull down the Taj Mahal. It's all over. We're going to burn it. <laughs> well, that's not you, such a bad idea. Well, I suppose not. But, but it creates or, jobs because you've got to rebuild. <laughs> or we've gone down to Vornish for a barbecue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, officially sanctioned barbecue. I'll be there. Now, as in the difficulty is, is that, mm. as you keep pointing out, it's risk-taking behaviour. The clubs have to take it the is. risk to put it a is. team out there. Well, that's what I was trying to say. The, the earliest comments, HG, that you want risk-takers in your, in your community mm. to fuel rugby league. That, that's where they come from. You can't then blame them for taking risks. No, I know. It's just... Because that's what they do. Mm. Mm. And do you think... As for better blame the clubs... Yeah, thanks. Look, is that fair? What has changed this year is, is what the players are calling momentum. We momentum. used to call it momentum. Yeah. <laughs> but it's now become momentum. Now... I know. Momentum has come about through the six again. I know. So six again is the, is the thing, and, and often people are frustrated and I'm sure players are often frustrated because they don't know what the six again is for. Yeah. And if they can clear that up, we could solve the problem of rugby league. <laughs> don't be, go too far. There'd be less risk-taking and fewer players hiding under beds. And dancers in camp. Oh, that's always going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Bludging on the Blind Side for another week. Remember the podcast will be up uh, pretty soon. And uh, remember that other show, that sidebar show, uh, Dodging Armageddon, every day the Olympics are on. Roy and I will be battling away with the, the view from Tokyo. Obviously, uh, you know, going to Tokyo, it's a rare privilege and we'll be... We love it. Lo- we love the Ginza lo- area. Yeah, Ginza area. Look at those gin and tonics we have. Oh, incredible. In the... In, the, um, in that in bar. Stainless steel we... mug. Yeah. And the sushi and the... T- Tell you what shocked me was their mushrooms. I'm oh, not, weird. I know. Just incredible weird. So yeah. all that excitement, we hope to bring you a little bit of the flavour of it over the fortnight of the Olympic Games. In the meantime, blood on Australia. See you next week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.